Hi, this is Adrian Sala, founder of Wikisleep. As many of you know, the Wikisleep app is now available for both Apple and Android devices. And I recently updated it, adding some fun features like autoplay for the next episode, sequential play of your favorite episode and a timer so that you can set it and forget it while you drift off to sleep. I wanted to mention that I am removing ads from the podcast because I know how disruptive they are. My sincere hope is that you'll go to the app and try it out, where I believe the experience is just better. And as part of that, though, over the next coming weeks, I'll be changing the episodes on the podcast to be closer to previews of full episodes, about six or seven minutes each. If you'd like to hear this and every other episode in its entirety, they're available on the app, and you can access that by visiting wikisleep.com. It's simple to download and get started, and there's a free trial so you can test it out at no cost today. Anyway, I encourage you to get the app, and in the meantime, I hope you get some rest and enjoy this episode. You're listening to Wikisleep Podcast, a podcast designed to help you relax and unwind through calm, quiet storytelling. I'm your host, Adrian Sala. Our goal is to never interrupt a story with advertising because it's distracting and it interrupts your relaxation. So we remain ad-free. If you'd like to support us, and others in getting a better sleep, visit wikisleeppodcast.com. Today's story, Charles Dickens. Charles Dickens was an English writer and social critic who created some of the world's best-known fictional characters and is regarded by many as the greatest novelist of the Victorian era. Charles John Huffman Dickens was born on the 7th of February, 1812, at Number 1 Mile End Terrace, now 393 Commercial Road, in Portsmouth. The second of eight children born to Elizabeth and John Dickens. His father was a clerk in the Navy Pay Office and was temporarily stationed in the district. He asked Christopher Huffman, rigor to His Majesty's Navy, gentleman and head of an established firm to act as godfather to Charles, who bears his name. 
In January, 1815, John Dickens was called back to London, and the family moved to Norfolk Street. When Charles was four, they relocated to Sheerness, and then to Chatham, Kent, where he spent his formative years until the age of 11. His early life seems to have been idyllic, though he thought himself as very small and not very well taken care of. Charles spent time outdoors, but also read voraciously, including the picturesque novels of Tobias Smollett and Henry Fielding, as well as Robinson Crusoe. He read and reread the Arabian Nights and the collected farces of Elizabeth Inchbald. He retained poignant memories of childhood, helped by an excellent memory of people and events which he used in his writing. His father's brief work as a clerk in the Navy Pay Office afforded him a few years of private education, first at a dame school and then at a school run by William Giles, a dissenter in Chatham. This period came to an end in June 1822, when John Dickens was recalled to the Navy Pay Office headquarters at Somerset House, and the family, except for Charles, who stayed behind to finish his final term of work, moved to Camden Town in London. The family had left Kent amidst rapidly mounting debts, and, living beyond his means, John Dickens was forced by his creditors into the Marshalsea Debtors' Prison in 1824. His wife and youngest children joined him there, as was practice at the time. Charles, then 12 years old, boarded with Elizabeth Roylance, a family friend, at 112 College Place, Camden Town. Later, he lived in the back attic in the house of an agent for the insolvent court, Archibald Russell, a fat, good-natured, kind old man with a quiet old wife and a lame son. They provided the inspiration for the garlands in the old curiosity shop. On Sundays, with his sister Frances, free from her studies at the Royal Academy of Music, he spent the day at the Marshalsea. Dickens later used the prison as a setting in Little Dorrit. To pay for his board and to help his family, Dickens was forced to leave school and work 10-hour days at Warren's Blacking Warehouse, where he earned six shillings a week pasting labels on pots of boot blacking. The strenuous and often harsh working conditions made a lasting impression on Dickens and later influenced his fiction and essays, becoming the foundation of his interest in the reform of socioeconomic and labor conditions, the rigors of which he believed were unfairly borne by the poor. He later wrote, 
How could I have been so easily cast away at such an age? As he recalled to John Forrester from the life of Charles Dickens, the blacking warehouse was the last house on the left-hand side of the way at old Hungerford Stairs. It was a crazy, tumble-down old house, abutting, of course, on the river and literally overrun with rats. Its wainscoted rooms and its rotten floors and staircase and the old grey rats swarming down in the cellars and the sounds of their squeaking and scuffling coming up the stairs at all times and the dirt and decay of the place rise up visibly to the surface of the fireplace. If you're enjoying this Wikisleep story and would like to hear it in its entirety, full episodes are available on the Wikisleep app where there is so much more to help you get to sleep. Simply visit the Apple App Store or Google Play Store and search Wikisleep. Or visit wikisleep.com where there are simple links to the app. And remember, we're not a regular sleep app. We're a cool sleep app. Affordable, fun, and endlessly interesting.